Okay, good morning everybody. Today's daf is Yivamos daf Samachedi, very last daf of the sixth parak of Mesechus Yivamos. We left off on daf Samach Talim Beis about 15 lines from the end of the page. And Amar Rava Umi Ika Da'avid, last word on the line is Da'avid. Today's shir is sponsored by Dr. David Lander in honor of his wife and children. And is also sponsored in honor of, in honor of Shandel Basra of Yosef whose yard site is today by the Berkowitz family of Miami Beach and Hashem Shev and Aliyah. We thank both sponsors very much for the sponsorship. So again, we're holding on to Samach Dalet Amid Beis, and the Gemara is discussing how many times creates a Chazaka. And uh, we have this Machlokas, Rabbi Yerushim Gumliel, and we're going to show how this applies in four different areas of Halacha, and how the, the Psak may be split in the different areas of Halacha, whether two times constitutes a Chazaka, or three times constitutes a Chazaka. Then the Gemara is going to get into a discussion what if a couple doesn't have children and they disagree about whose fault it is, about who's the cause of not having children? So what do we do with her ksuba? Who do we believe in terms of uh, who's the, the main cause, the primary cause that they don't have uh, that they don't have children? Then the Gemara is going to talk about uh, the Mishnah, rather, on Amid Beis, is going to have machlokas, whether women are mitsuva in pruravu or not. The Gemara is going to give a couple of possibilities of why we would think that women are not included in the mitzvah of pruravu, and we're going to come to a maskana la halacha, and the Gemara is going to teach us a number of statements that Rabbi Ilah said in the name of Rabbi Ilah's Rabbi Shimon. One of them relates to Puruvu, another one relates to the mitzvah of Hocheach Tochiach, another one relates to uh, the, the, when one is allowed to lie and when one is not allowed to lie. And Ben uh, Shemul will get to the end of the parak where the Gemara is going to talk at the very end of the parak about the unique case of Rabbi Chia's wife having twins that were three uh, born three months apart from each other. So let's begin about 15 lines from the end of the page. So if you recall, the last thing that we said was that Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yosef told the story uh, that happened in front of Rabbi Yochanan, where someone uh, mauled the baby, where it was a Yom Kippur that was called the Shabbos, and uh, it was a case where a woman had uh, where a, a woman had two previous sons that had a Mila, and they both died Machmas Mila, and Rabbi Yochanan said Afal Pikein, you have to mal the third child, even on Yom Kippur, Shechal Shabbos. So not only was he being matir the Sakana, he was being matir an Isser of Chil Shabbos. So uh, Abaye relied on that when it came time for him to uh, to get married, because Abaye married someone who uh, who was married twice previously and had buried two husbands. And sure enough, Abaye also died shortly thereafter. So the Gemara is questioning this story. Would Abaye rely on Rabbi Yitzchak Bar Yosef saying that Rabbi Yochanan uh, in, in, in a situation of Mila did uh, assume that there was no chazaka until three times. Sabai would take his own life in his hands by relying on that and assume that there's no chazaka until three times. Would Abayi really have done such a thing to himself? Abayi is the one that said that Avin, when he says things in the name of Rabbi Yochanan, you can rely on it. But Rabbi Yitzhak Bar Yosef, who's the one that said this story with the Milan, Yom Kippur, Shchaliyos, B'Shabbos, he's not a Bar Samcha, you can't rely on what he says in the name of Rabbi why? Oven Yeshno Bechazar. It's not that Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef is dishonest. It's just that Oven was Yeshno Bechazara. He was always there with Rabbi Yochanan. So if Rabbi Yochanan ever changed his mind, he would have known about it. Yitzchak Sumcha ain't no Bechazar. But Rabbi Yitzchak Yosef learned by Rabbi Yochanan at some 
point, but he would never have known if Rabbi Yochanan later on changed his mind. You need someone who's consistently there. I recall many times when we were uh, talking to Rav Shechter about a matter of halacha, and he was looking at a tshuva from Rav Moshe, and he said, uh, we have to call Rav David. We have to find out from David. I said, should we call, uh, you know, I suggested other people maybe uh, to call. He said, uh, no, Rav David was there constantly. He was the only one. He never learned in another yeshiva. He stayed by Rav Moshe's side. He was there when, it, when these uh, tshuvas were written. He was there afterwards. He's the one that would have the best, uh, the, 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 uh, the best knowledge of, uh, of what Ramesh really held. So that's exactly what the Gemara is saying, that someone who was constantly there, that's the person that you want to rely on when they tell you what Rabbi Yochanan said. So, not only that, why would Abaye take a psak that Rabbi Yochanan said about Mila, where Enochinami, there's a machlokas, whether two or three times is chazaka, and apply it to getting married, where we don't see that there's any such machlokas. So says Gemara in, we do in fact see that there is a machlokas when it comes to getting married, because Vatanya, if someone gets married to a first husband and the husband dies, and then the second husband as well, Rabbi says, don't marry the third husband, you're ready, whereas she can marry a third husband, she just can't marry a fourth husband, because it takes three... Three times to develop a chazaka, not two times to develop a chazaka. So says Mar, but what's the logic? I understand that there are blood conditions that are genetic, and therefore it makes sense that if some, one brother has a blood condition, another brother may have a blood condition as well. But what's the logic to say that when a woman gets married, that her husbands are going to drop dead? So it is a Marklokas. One shita says that she probably has some sort of tra- uh, 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 transmitted disease that uh, every time she uh, has bia with a man that that uh, that she's giving him some sort of disease that's killing him. And the other one says that no, that it's mazel gorim, that that's just her mazel, that uh, her bad mazel is that her husbands are going to die. And that's something that establishes a chazaka as well. The rush and the chubas in Klal Nun Gimel explains that it doesn't mean that uh, that it sh- her mazel is bad and that's why the husbands die, because the Gemara needs says that the Malach that's Mamuna and Ibor asks HaKadosh Baruch Hu if this person is going to be an Asher or an Ani is this person going to be a Chalash or a Gibor a Tipesh or a Chacham but the, the Malach does not decide does not ask how long will the person live because that's not Tali B'Mazel and uh, certainly not Tali on the wife's Mazel so uh, what it must mean, mean so it can't be that the wife's Mazel is, is going to determine the husband's lifespan so it says the Rosh what it must mean is that the Shiloh whether he's going to be whether when the, the Malach that's Mamuna Ibor asks the question, is this person going to be an usher or an ani? That's uh, Tali B'Mazel, if a person is born at a time of uh, Mazel of Ashirus or Anius. But uh, a woman, generally in uh, ancient times certainly, didn't earn her own living and she was supported by a husband. So uh, so she is Tali and the, uh, the, the the husband. So if uh, if it was already predetermined, Bishas Leda or Bishas Ibor, that she's going to be an Ania, so it means that she can't have a husband who's going to support her. So that's what kills the husband early, that uh, her mazel was to be was to be an ani, and that is b'mazal atalui. So anyway, my benai, what's enough kamina whether the issue is that she has some sort of disease that she's transmitting to her husbands, or that it's just her mazel, so you can benai with the irsa, umis, one enough kamina is that the husbands died after erisin, not after nisun, so there was no bia, inam midikla, or the husband had uh, some sort of clear accident where we know that it had nothing to do with, uh, with, with, uh, with the disease, he fell off of a 
tree. He uh, something happened where it was a clear accident. So that is totally in her mazel, but that uh, but that has nothing to do with any disease that she may be giving her husband. So I'm the Rav Yosef. Bring the Rav and the Rav. Buy me name Rav Yosef. Halacha Karabiva Armeli in. He said, you know, I once asked Rav Yosef, do we pass like Rabbi that two times is chazaka? And he said yes. And then another time I asked him halacha Rav Gamliel Armeli in. I asked him, do we pass like Rav Gamliel that three times is chazaka? And he said yes. So I think he was just messing around with me. What kind of thing? I asked him if two times he said yes. I asked him if three times it's yes. So I'm late. So Rav told Rav Yosef his son los lo stamihi upashulach nisu nomalkios karebi vestos v'sharmuad kerem shemungam liel. No, there are four different cases where chazaka makes a difference. Whether whether two times or three times is a chazaka makes a difference. In two of them we paskin like Rabbi, and in two of them we paskin Rav Shemungam Liel. What are these four cases? So we listed Nisuin, Malkios, Vestos, and Sharamuad. So Nisuin, Hadamara, Nisuin, we know what that case is. That's what we've been talking about. How many times does she have to bury husbands before we say that maybe something's wrong with her? So Malkios, what's the case of Malkios? Because the Mishnah tells us in Masech Sanhedrin, Misha If a person got Malkus for an Avera and then did that Avera again and got Malkus again, so and if he violates that Avera a third time, instead of giving him Malkus the third time, Bezin Konsonos of the Kippa, we put him in a jail cell and we feed him uh, you know, uh, things that are going to uh, make his stomach implode. We feed him such things till he dies. So uh, that Mishnah is a stam, that's like Rabbi, that a person who violates Navera twice, he's already huchzak as a Russia, and we put him uh, in the Bekipa and we don't wait until he violates it, a, uh, violates the Avera the, the, the third time. Rashi and the Ran say that this halacha, this din of putting him in Bekipa is halacha Sinai. And the Ran says that it's like Baal Ramis, that uh, it's mentioned in the, in the Mishnah that it's Allah Moshe Misinai, like Pinchas said to Moshe Rabbeinu. And he says that it can't be that it's only a din to Rabbanan, that Bezin is Makin Vaunshin Shalom in Adin, because that could be only the Tzoruch Shal, the Maris Ha'in of the Bezin, that something needs to be addressed. But to make a Takana Kavua like that, a Navi Rasha the Chadish Dover, so it must be that this is a din Raisa, because it sounds like this is a law on the books. It's one thing to do a, a, a Horasha to say, that Bezin feels that a person needs a more severe punishment, but uh, but to make a law on the books, Bezin cannot do that. It must be that it's a dindar raisa. The Ritva, however, says that no, it's a dindar rabbanon over here that makin vonshim shalom shalomi dintora. So uh, so the, the Mishnah says, okay, what are the other two cases? Vestos ditnan. What's the case of Vestos? So the Mishnah says in Sechs Nida, that a woman is only when it happens three times. Only then do we assume that that is her cycle and that uh, she's regular to bleed at that time. The uh, Rashi points out, over here means that the Vesas is going to allow us to assume that when she finds the blood is when she saw the blood. Meaning to the first mission of Sechus Nida tells us that if a woman finds blood and she's not sure when the blood came, Came out, she has to assume uh, that she has to assume that the blood's been there since either the last time she checked or 24 hours earlier, whichever one was more recent. But if she has a veset, and let's say she knows that she's supposed to see at 2 o'clock on Wednesday, and she sees Dam at 2 o'clock on Wednesday, so she does not have to assume that it was there 24 hours earlier, she can assume that that was Lufi Vesta, that was based on her veset. So what defines a veset? Something has to happen three times until it's a veset. Vein mitaharis mina veset, and she doesn't become tahora from her veset, until 
until she uproots it three times. Rabbi Kivager asks that, uh, that, that this is all assuming Vestos are Daraisa, but we pass on Allah that Vestos are Dirabanan, that the Chiv to be Choshesh when the, uh, when the Vesset comes, uh, that, uh, that, that, that she's uh, Nida, is only a Dinmi Dirabanan. So she has to be Bodik on that day, whether she had Dam or not. That's only a Dinmi Dirabanan. So if the Vesset passes and she was not Bodik, she's Tahora, because Chazal are not Goza to be Machmir, that she's considered Vade Tamea based on a Chashash. So why does Rashi uh, quote this Nafkamina Lahalacha? Right? Rashi says that uh, that we assume that the that uh, that uh, that uh, that the the dam came at its normal time. That Arech Bismanoba is the expression that we use in Maseches Nida. That the that the guest came on at its, uh, at its expected uh, occasion. And Rashi gives the example that a woman who has a vessel kavua to see at a particular time, and the zman vessel comes and lo batka, and she doesn't uh, do a bedika. So we assume that, uh, that, that she's Tamea anyway. So uh, Rabbi Kivega says that example is a bad example because that example assumes Vestos Daraisa. We do not make that assumption if we assume that Vestos are Dirabanan and Lahalacha, we paskin that Vestos are Dirabanan. So that's Rabbi Kivega's Kasha on Rashi. The Shoramuad, what's the example of Shoramuad? The Tanan. Ain't a Shor Nasamuad. The Shor is only considered a Shoramuad where we assume it's in the habit of goring. Achi Idbo Shloshapamim. Until uh, they're they're made uh, that 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 gored three times, but if they're not made that gored three times, it's still a shartam. It still only pays chatzin nezek. So you see the three times, like Rabbi Shimon Gamliel, it's three times that's a uh, chazaka. In fact, Tosos writes uh, in Dibra Maskel Vishar that on the Shara Muad case, Rebbe doesn't argue because the pasuk says that it's three times that it becomes a muad and not two times. Rav is trying to tell me that in uh, that that in this din we see clearly that Rabbi Shimon Gamliel's normal Shita of three times definitely carries the day, but not that this is subject to machlokas at all between Rabbi Shimon Gamliel and uh, and Rebbe. So this uh, idea by Shora Muad uh, establishing a chazaka is used in the Torah. The Torah quotes Rishonim that say that the uh, Gemara Masechus uh, Babakama says that Rechek Nigikosav it becomes a if a shard becomes a, if a shard gores on three consecutive days, so we assume it becomes a shard muad. So Kiriv Nigikosav Lokolshkein. If a shard gores on three three times on one day, then for sure it's going to become a shard muad. So why does the Torah quote this in Arachayim? So the Torah quotes this to tell me that if a person uh, wants to get in the habit of saying Mashavaruch Mordageshem, so normally the halach is for the first 30 days after starting Mashavaruch Mordageshem, if you're not sure whether you said, or after stopping Mashavaruch Mordageshem, if you're not sure whether you said it, so, uh, well, after starting, uh, if you're not sure whether you said it, we assume that you didn't, uh, that, that, that you didn't say it, that you're in your old summertime habit of, uh, of not saying it. So, uh, so there is, so he quotes a, a minag that, uh, that some have and rely on that if you say the, the bracha without Shev Malchus, but you just say that section of Shemona 90 times in one day uh, like uh, dancing around in Simchas Torah and you sing it 90 times so you you, uh, you get into the habit of saying it and then you don't have to worry about any sveikos, any suffix you have over the next 30 days, you could assume you've already developed the habit of saying it but the Torah quotes, then not everyone is so thrilled with uh, with that shita that's the shita of Maram Rutenberg who has uh, had this practice on Simchas Torah to say from Atta Gibor 90 times until Mashavaruch Mar and that corresponds because 90 times 
times is how many times you would say it over the course of 30 days and the raya is from a, from a shormuad. So uh, the, the stipler suggests that what's the machlokas about? So he says, what is the nature of the chazaka by shormuad? That if it gores three times, it's considered muhsak that, uh, that it's derech is to gore, that it's called the shormuad. Is it that three times is a raya that, it's, uh, that that's darko bekath? and that these are not exceptions to the rule, that it wasn't just uh, having a bad moment, or is it that by goring three times, it's margil itself to gore, meaning it gets, it, it, it's putting itself in the habit. It's not megala that this is the nature of the animal, it's becoming the nature of the animal. So, uh, so he suggests that Rabbeinu Peretz holds, holds that the, the Indian of three times is a raya about its very teva, the very teva of the shar. So if it's uh, the teva of the shar is that it would gore three times via, uh, you know, over the course of three days. So kolshkein, if it's kirav nigechosav, that shows you the teva of the animal. That if it gores three times in one day, that it's an extremely violent animal. As opposed to by shloshim yom, by mashu brochem geshem, no one is beteva, a mashu brochem geshem person or not a mashu brochem geshem person. It's something that we're margil ourselves in. So that's why Rabbeinu Peretz didn't like this, because Rabbeinu Peretz said the, the, the nido is not doma. You can't compare the two cases. One is about the natural teva of the animal, and the other is about being margil oneself. But Maram, Maram Rundberg must have held that by the negichos also it's about being misragel, and it's not about the teva of the animal, in which case you could bring a good raya. That's how the stipler understands that machlokas. Other rachonim understand differently, that's how the stipler says. So now the Gemara discusses, okay, a woman has not given birth. A woman um, gets married to her first husband, stays with him for 10 years, didn't have any children. Again, a second husband uh, for 10 years, didn't have any children. So her third husband has to be someone who already has children because otherwise he's not allowed to risk uh, not fulfilling Puruvu. She marries someone who does not have children. So then uh, he can uh, divorce her without paying the uh, the ksuba. Tosas brings a raya that it's only from uh, the third husband that she doesn't have a ksuba, but from the second husband she does get a ksuba, and that's mashma from the hemsheikh of the sugi as well, that from the previous two husbands, we don't uh, assume that it's her fault, and she does get a ksuba. So so the shayl is as follows. So now she marries a third guy. What if uh, they don't have children either after 10 years? So can the first two husbands say, hey, we paid the ksuba because we assumed that it was our fault that we didn't have any children, but it turns out that you're just not able to have children. Now it's muhsat that you're not able to have children. We'd like the ksuba money back. So can they tell her uh, now it's a gloy milsa that you were the cause of the infertility, or maybe she could say to them, no, my, my constitution is weakened now, but I was always able to have children had I not been married to you. I would have been able to have children earlier, but now my condition has worsened. So, so says, that she has a taina, that she can say, the Rebbe Chalun says that that taina is so, so the entire nature of the concept of chazaka, 
The whole concept of chazaka is that we assume that, uh, that that the way things were, they are, and the way things are, they were. And that, so she's saying, I, I know it looks like everything is the same as, it, as it's always been, but no, so really something changed. My nature has changed. The, the chazaka is bishalosh pamim because if something happens three times in a row, we say that, that's, uh, that, that it's all for the same cause, and it's not because of three different explanations. So, uh, and that it's, and, and, and therefore it's predictive of the future as well. But uh, if she could just say that, it's, uh, that, that her constitution has changed, then there's no makam for chazaka as well. She should always be able to say that. Rav Khan raises this in Kovit Aros in the, in the Hosafos at the end of the Masechta, and he leaves it as a Tzarechim. It's a big kasha. Why is that mistaber that she should be able to have such a taina? So Yubayu Lugmar also raises the following shayla. Nisis the Ravi, let's say she goes and marries a fourth husband, and now Vahailabanim, and now she has children with the fourth husband. So she was married for 30 years, three different husbands, no children. Now she marries a fourth husband, and she has children. So now, can she be Tovea of the third husband and say, I'd like my Ksuba, please, because it's pretty evident that I am capable of having children. She can't be a young lady anymore. She was married for 30 years, and now she's having children. So it must be that she probably fertility doesn't get better with age, right? So probably she could have had children earlier had she not been married to this guy. So, no, we tell her, better keep quiet about that. He might say, you're right, and I only divorced you because I thought you were barren. Had I known that you weren't barren, I never would have given you the get, and therefore it's a get bitaus, and therefore you're not really divorced, and therefore your child is a mamzer, and uh, your husband, you're, you were nation's ish. So we say, maybe don't go with such a taina. That's not such a great idea. So Maskara Papa, but wait, is it true or is it not true? Maybe she won't say such a taina, but if that's true, that's really problematic. We should say, we should say such a taina. Nimsa get bottled, but now mamzerin. The get's going to be bottled, and the children will be mamzerin. So Ella, no, the reason the husband doesn't have to pay the ksuba is Amrin and Hashtuhu Debriyasa. We assume that, uh, that, that, she, that he was correct when he divorced her, assuming that she was not able to have children. He was correct at that time, Basharusham, in that moment, but now she has somehow her health has improved, and now she's able to have children. Now, the very idea that um, that the husband would be able to taina that uh, that's the reason I divorced you and therefore I can get my, uh, my I, I, uh, it was a get betaus, Rabbeinu Peretz raises the question, how could he say such a taina? We have a rule in halacha, dvarim shebelev, enam dvarim, if you want to make a condition on your get, you have to say it, you have to spell it out. If he didn't say that I'm divorcing you because you're not able to have children, so then we don't assume that that's what the get was totally on. So Rabbeinu Peretz says that well, he, he, she was married twice, didn't have any children, and, and then he, she, he stayed married for, for 10 years without children and divorced her, it's obvious. Meaning sometimes it's so obvious you don't even need to say it. It's not called Dvarm Shebelev. It's just obvious that that's the, the, the reason for the divorce. Um, the uh, the Tos Yishanim also asks Akasha, and he says that maybe the case is that he did say Beferish, meaning in all likelihood, we all know what's going on over here. It's 10 years, end of marriage, 10 years, no children, end of marriage, 10 years, no children, end of marriage. So maybe they did say, or it could be, he says, you don't have to say beferish that he's megarish her because she's nakara because he didn't pay her ksuba. So if he's not paying her ksuba, it's obvious that uh, that that it's because he holds that it's her fault and Basin didn't force him to pay the ksuba. So it's obvious everyone holds that it's uh, that not her fault. That's the wrong word to use, but that it's her that she's the cause of the infertility. That it's her uh, inability to have children. Uh, the or, or alternatively, uh, the Tosi Shadim says that Basin forced him to be megarish her. He didn't do midaito. So it's obvious that the gerushin was 
was only because she was in Akara and he had a mitzvah to do that he was unable to do as long as he was married to her. So who am Ramina? Another case. Let's say the husband says she was the cause of the infertility. And she says he's the cause of the infertility. We assume she has a better intuition of uh, what the real cause is. The time am I? Why does she have the better intuition? Because not only intuition, he she can physically feel when uh, he ejaculates whether it's uh, coming out in a strong way to be able to impregnate her. But he doesn't. He's, uh, he has no way of knowing. And uh, therefore, the Rishonim write, the Ramban, the Rashba, the Ritva, that this is a classic case of Bari Vishema. That she says, I know that it's him. He says, look, I don't know if it's me or not because he can't know. He doesn't know if it's Yorikichetz, but he says, I suggest that maybe it's her. Maybe she's unable to have children. So that's a case of Bari Vishema. They deal with the issue that in Ksubis, it seems that we pass in Bari Vishema love Bari Adif. And over here, we clearly are going with her Tainas Bari over his Tainas Shema. Let's say the guy says, you know what, I really don't know if it's because of me that I'm not able to have children or because of her. So how about this? Before I divorce her, let me take a second wife, see what happens. And uh, we'll see if I'm able to have children. And if I am, then I'll divorce her and then I won't have to pay her ksuba. Whereas uh, if I divorce her first, I'm going to have to pay her ksuba because I can't prove that it's, uh, that it's on account of her. So I'm Rabbi Ami, af bazu yotzi ksuba. No, he has to divorce her and pay the ksuba. Shani yomer kol nosi isha if you're bringing a second wife into the house, so then you, the woman could demand a divorce with the ksuba. That's assuming that you're making her life very difficult. Rava Amar, Rava disagrees. Then no, there's no problem uh, technically with a man marrying multiple wives. He just has to be able to support all of them. As long as he can provide all of them with support, then that's, uh, that's perfectly fine. The Ritva says, Machlokas Ravami and Rava is whether she can prevent the husband from being bodek if he's uh, by, by taking a second wife, that Rabbi Ami says she can, um, and, uh, and 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 if he wants to marry another woman, he has to uh, he has to pay her ksuba. And Rava says she cannot prevent him, but if she agrees that he can marry another woman, says the Ritva, Bazin is not going to force him to be motzi her. Meaning, as long as the wife agrees, then everyone would agree that it would not be a problem if she's uh, if she's okay with it. Okay, so now on Amid Bez, top of Amid Bez, who Amar Ipaltubigo Eser. He says, you know, it's not time to divorce yet because she had a miscarriage within the 10 years. And remember we said that if she miscarries, the clock restarts. Um, so he said that's what happened. And she says, I didn't miscarry. Um, and uh, that, I, that, that, uh, um, that, that I'm, I'm an akara. It's not that I uh, miscarried. So I'm Rabbi Ami, af bazu, In such a case, she's believed as well. Because if she in fact miscarried, she wouldn't go around claiming that she's barren. She would say, no, I had, I, I had a close call. I, 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 almost, I, I was almost there. And, uh, and she wouldn't uh, be machzik herself as someone who... Uh, uh, who is barren? He pila v'chazri pila v'chazri pila. Hooks kolin falim. If she was mapil three times, then we have a chazaka that she's not she's not able to carry a pregnancy to term. Who amar apila tray? Let's say he says that uh, that she was mapil two vlados and she does not yet have a chazaka, and therefore I don't have to divorce her. Vihi amar tlas. She said I had three miscarriages, and therefore you do have to divorce me. So amar Rabbi Yitzchak ben Elazar uvdav a beimidrasha. They had such a meisel in beismedrasha. Amru he mehemna. That we believe her because if she didn't uh, have three miscarriages, she would never uh, establish herself as a woman who's mechzekes 
to miscarry if she didn't, uh, if it wasn't true. Okay, new Mishnah now. Ha'ish Mitzvah al Avaloa Isha. Tanakama says that a man is Mitzvah in the Mitzvah Puravu, but a woman is not included in the Mitzvah Puravu. Rabbi Yochum and Broke Omer, Al Shneim Omer, Vayivarach Hasam Elokim Vayomer Lahem Elokim Puravu. That on both of them the Mitzvah appears, that they have to have Puravu, that, that, uh, that both of them are Mitzvah to uh, procreate, to have, uh, to have children. So, uh, so this is the Machlokas Tanaim. In Meseches Kiddushin, it's Mefurish, that there's an Indian to be Meskadish Lebaila, Shalala Yudei Shliach. The beginning of, Mesech, of the second part of Meseches Kiddushin says that a Ish Mekadish Baal B'Shlucha and that a Ish Meskadash is Baal B'Shlucha, but Mitzvah Bo Yosem B'Shlucha, Mitzvah Ba Yosem B'Shlucha. That it's always better to do Mitzvahs yourself rather than send the Shliach. And, one of the, and the example that we give of uh, better to do the Mitzvah yourself rather than through a Shliach is uh, a woman being Meskadash, that she shouldn't send a proxy to accept her, her Kiddushin. But wait a second, if that's the basis of Mitzvah Ba Yosem Shlucha, doesn't that imply that she has a Mitzvah? And over here we're saying that Tanakama holds there's no Mitzvah Puravu on a woman. If a woman doesn't have a Mitzvah Puravu, what's the Mitzvah of Kiddushin? So the Ran on the Rif over there in Mesechus Kiddushin says in Tazayin Obez Rif that even though a woman is not Mitzvah in Puravu but she has a Mitzvah to be Messiah the Baal, to help him in his Mitzvah. And that's also considered a Mitzvah to be Messiah the Baal. And that's enough to say mitzvah boy, Yosem Yibishlucha, Yosem Yibishlucha. And he asks from our sugya uh, that, uh, that uh, the, the, well, we'll get to the, the story in our sugya later. The sheet of the me says that she's not mitzvah in Purivirivya, um, but midrabanan she's mitzvah, meaning uh, it's uh, not mitzvah on a Darais level, but midrabanan she's still mitzvah. And the sheet of the me also suggests that even though she's potter and she doesn't get schar for it, uh, like a mitzvah viyose, she still gets schar. Meaning, not every mitzvah is one obligated to do. It's like lulav. It's like shofar, where a woman uh, is, is, can still volunteer, or sfiras homer for that matter, where a woman can still volunteer the mitzvah, and by volunteering the mitzvah, she's getting schar for the mitzvah. So even on such mitzvahs, we say mitzvah ba yoser mi b'shlucha. The uh, the the the, uh, the the Machna says um, that lechora. Uh, this is a raya to the sheet of Tosos and Gitin. That uh, although a woman is not mitzvah in Perivirivia, Tosos and Gitin, and Mitzvah say that a woman is mechuyav in Lashavas Yitzara. So uh, Lashavas Yitzara is the mitzvah in question, rather than the mitzvah of uh, of Puravu. Alternatively, the Machna says she may not be mitzvah in Perivirivia, but if she wants to get married, the only way to do it is through kiddushin, because otherwise, if she She's uh, with a man, not through Kedushin. She's in violation of the Yisra of Losia Kedesha. That's what the Rabbim writes in the first paragraph of Hilchazishos. So it becomes a mitzvah kiyumis to get married. It's like if you want to be a vegetarian, you can be. But if you want to eat meat, you've got to do shechita. So shechita is a mitzvah kiyumis in that sense. And therefore, it's still considered a mitzvah. So those are the different explanations of why we would say mitzvah ba yoser mi b'shlucha when it comes to, uh, to Kedushin. Okay, so it says the, uh, the Gemara. Now, minani how do I? How does the Tanakam know that a woman is not mitzvah and pruvu? So Rabbi Lomi Shem Rabbi Lomi Shem Amar Krab Pasuk says umilu asaritz vikiv shua that in the midst of pruvu it says you should go conquer the world. So ish darka lichbosh ein isha darka lichbosh. That's a lashon that's more appropriate for men and not for women.
women. Adraba vikivshua tarti mashu says more. Wait, vikivshua sounds like you're talking to uh, uh, multiple people, not just the man, the woman as well. So I'm No, but it's spelled without the vav, so it's spelled as if it's written beloshon yachid, and therefore we can uh, darshin that it's darka shel ish and not darka shel isha. The Ritva points out, but wait, isn't that a machlokas in Masech Sanhedrin and Masech Sukkah, where the yeshem lemikra, yeshem lemesores? Why are we just automatically assuming that the way that it's spelled is going to be the halacha and not the way that it's pronounced? So the Ritva says, yeah, because it's ish darka lichbosh, meaning uh, even though there's a machlokas in general, yeshem lemikra, yeshem lemesores, but when there's an indicator to one side, even the shita that might normally hold yeshem lemikra, if there's an indicator that mesores is the ikr, then we'll follow the Masoris or vice versa. Big Chiddush that the Ritva says that it's not universal, it's not automatic if you hold Yeshem Lemikra that it's consistent throughout all of Torah. Rav Yosef Yosef says, no, how do I know? A woman's not Mitzvah Puruvu, Ani Kel Shakai, pray Uruvei, Velokavar Puruvu, it was said Belashon Yachid, the Mitzvah, not Belashon Rabbim. Says Tosas, really? The words Puruvu don't appear anywhere in the Torah? Of course they do. So, uh, so says Tosas, Avagav Del Adam Rishon, Kamar Puruvu, for Adam Rishon, it was a bracha, it wasn't a mitzvah. Adam Rishon had a bracha that he would have children, but not a mitzvah that he had to uh, that, that he would have children. Once we're talking about Rabbi Lo in the name of Rabbi Lo's Rabbi Shimon, so we'll go and say another one, another statement that he said. So the first one was about how we know that a woman's not mitzvah and puravu because in darka shalisha lichbosh. So another statement. That just like a person should say that which people will listen to, that which will be heard. He also has a mitzvah not to say that which people won't listen to. And that's the double of hocheach tochiach from this past week's parsha. that the mitzvah of tocha is only if there's a chance that someone's going to be listening. Uh, the, uh, the Yam Shal Shlomo says not only about hocheach tochiach, but anything that uh, to try to uh, if a person's angry, don't try to calm him down. Give him some time to get through it. So that's don't say something that it's just not the right time for, that no one's going to be listening to. Rabbi Abba Omer, Chova, that it's a chiyuv not to be mochiach, a person who's not going to listen. That if you're mochiach alates, he's just going to hate you, nothing good is going to come out of it. If you're mochiach he'll love you for sending him straight. Another statement of Rabbi in the name of Rabbi Shimon, a person is allowed to lie for the sake of Shalom. Shnem Ravi Chatziva, Kosom Yosef, Anasana. Rabbi, that they that the brothers told Yosef, Yaakov told us that uh, you know that we should tell you that you should forgive us. He never told them that, but uh, they wanted to create shalom. Rabbi Nasser Omer mitzvah that it's a mitzvah to life for the sake of shalom. Shneimar ve'yomer Shmuel eich elech v'shamer shal v'argani that Shmuel was going to anoint David as the king uh, because Hakadosh Baruch Hu told him to. And Shmuel says, how could I do that? Shal's going to hear about it and he's going to kill me. So Hashem says, here's an animal. Anyone asks you where you're going, say that you're going to bring. A carbon. But that's not what he's going to do. He's going to anoint David as a king. Elamai Hashem says, This is what you're supposed to do. You can be Mishana, you can lie for the sake of Shalom. That Shalom is so great that even Hashem lied for the sake of peace. Because initially, when Sarah heard that she was going to give birth, so it said, She said that, uh, my, that Avram is too old to have a baby. But when Hashem is repeating the story to Avram Avinu, he repeated that. 
Kanti, that Sarah said that I'm too old to have a baby. So you see that Akrosh Baruch himself was Mishanim Ipnei Shalom. Rabbi Yochman Broka Amr. Then we said Rabbi Yochman Broka holds that the woman is also Mitzvah Puravu. So it Mar Rabbi Yochman Rabbi Shabbat Levi Chadam Merlach Rabbi Yochman Broka Vachadam Merin Lach Rabbi Yochman Broka. Umachlokas whether we pass in that way. So it's time to Rabbi Yochman Damar Ein Alach. Rabbi Yochman must be the one who says that a woman is not Mitzvah Puravu. The other Rabbi Yavo will come Mishmei Rabbi Yochman Halacha because Rabbi Yavo was saying in the name in front of Rabbi Yochman that Halacha follows Rabbi Yochman Broka. Turn their faces away. They didn't want to embarrass him by saying that he's incorrect. And some say that it was Rabbi Baraba who was saying in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that we paskin like Rabbi Yochanan broke that women are Mitzvah and Puravu and Rabbi Ami and Rabbi Asi turned away. I understand if it was Rabbi Avo who had erroneously reported in the name of Rabbi Yochanan that women are Mitzvah and Puravu. So I get why they turned away instead of just saying something to him and telling him, no, you're wrong, because he was a car of Lamalchus. So as a car of Lamalchus, they couldn't be so uh, forthright with him. They had to just uh, be more respectful. But it was Rabbi Baraba who erroneously reported Shitas Rabbi Yochanan. Let them tell him that you're wrong, that Rabbi Yochanan didn't say such a thing. So my Haviela, how do we paskin? Is, is Rabbi Yochanan the one, does Rabbi Yochanan in fact paskin like Rabbi Yochanan and Baroka, that women are Mitzvah and Puravu, or not? So Tashima says, well, we'll bring a raya. There was a story with uh, came to Rabbi Yochanan in the shul in Kesari. It was a case of a woman who didn't have any children and uh, she asked for a divorce so that she could get married and have children. So uh, and Rabbi Yochanan says her husband has to divorce her and pay her ksuba. So it's a raya that Rabbi Yochanan holds like Rabbi Yochanan broker that in Isha's Mitzvah and Piri Vrivia and that's that's why she was able to demand a divorce. But if she has no mitzvah puravu, why would we give her her ksuba when she's the one demanding the divorce? Uh, she has no need to get divorced if she's not mitzvah and puravu. The only need to get divorced is if she's unable to fulfill her mitzvah when she's married to this man. So says No, maybe she came and she had a good reason. She, she, uh, it, it's not her. Her taina was not that I'm unable to do the mitzvah. Of Puravu, but maybe she had another time of why her life is unlivable if she's unable to have children. Because that's also good enough reason to get a ksuba. What would be another time? Like the story of the woman who came in front of Rabbi Ami. She said to Rabbi Ami, I I'm not able to have children with this, uh, with this man. I want to be able to have children with someone else. So I want to get divorced and I want my ksuba. So I'm sorry, you're not Mitsuva and Puravu. So that's not a good enough time. But then I'm she said, When I get old, who's going to take care of me? That's a taina. So Amr Kiha Vade Kafinan. If she says that it's not only about the mitzvah, there are other reasons that I need to have children. I need to have children because children take care of a person in their old age. Good. So that's a taina. Now she's going to get her ksuba. And similarly, a woman came to Rav Nachman. And she said, I want to get divorced because my husband, I, I'm not able to have children with this husband, and I want my ksuba. And he said, You're not mitzvah puravu. You don't need to uh, to have children. So Amr she said, Lo 
don't I need a, a, a walking stick to lean on meaning someone to help me walk around in my old age and a mara lekvura and I need a, a shovel to be buried uh, to, for, for kvura meaning I need someone who's going to be chayv in my kvura someone who's going to take care of me so he said oh, that's a taina and therefore we will in fact force the husband in that case and uh, and pay the, and he'll have to pay the ksuba Yehudah v'chizkiyah ta'omim Yehudah and chizkiyah were twins except echad so one was uh, one one uh, was born uh, was ready to be born after nine months of pregnancy and one at the, after six months at the beginning of the seventh month. You can imagine what kind of horrible pregnancy this must have been when she carried one child for three months longer than the other. Someone just sent me an email yesterday. Lest you think this is impossible, 1996 in Baltimore, uh, they uh, delivered two babies three months apart from each other from the from the same woman. I don't know. If, I think they. I think the second one was healthy. The first one uh, had some health problems, but eventually came home from the hospital. So, uh, so they. Uh, so it is, uh, it is. Every once in a while, such a thing happens. So Shanaim Mana. So she changed her clothing and dressed up as someone else. And she went to Rebbechia and Amra. It's a mitzvah So she said, "Is a woman mitzvah He said, "No." So right away she drank something that will make her barren. So then he realized that it was his wife who had asked the shayla. He says, ah, we should have gotten one more multiple birth out of her before I gave such a psak. Because it wasn't her only multiple birth. That uh, she also had twin daughters. From, he also had twin daughters from her. Are women not really mitzvah and puravu? Then how come we force a master to free a woman who's if she doesn't need to have Puravu anyway, so it's not a big deal if she doesn't get married. No, because people were treating her they were taking advantage of her. So in order to get her into a solid relationship, it was worthwhile to be Meshachar her. Tomorrow, we'll pick up with the seventh parak of Mesachas Yivamos. Have a great day, everyone. Take care.